the business savvy singer. Hey there. And welcome to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by theprivatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment for the finest in entertainment. Welcome to season two of the Business Savvy Singer podcast. This season, not only will we be hearing from singers, we will also be hearing from professionals providing support services to singers. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. Today, I have a wonderful singer with me. She's involved in arts administration, performing, just a lot of wonderful things. Her name is Anne Burnell, and she lives in Chicago, and she is also the president of the Chicago Cabaret Professionals. So I'm delighted to have her with us today. Anne, how are you? I'm great, Greta. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. Welcome. Welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. So give us a little bit of background about yourself. How did you begin singing? Where does your musical journey start? Oh, well, it started long ago. Uh, I I trained as an actress uh, in college and, and thought I would do that. You know, I was very devoted to acting in plays and uh, I did some musicals Uh, I took some dance training you know so I have a little bit of that theater degree uh, triple threat thing but I I can follow a little bit but um, I uh, was came to Chicago right after graduating from Wayne State in Detroit Mm -hmm. and I um, there was a group of us that wanted to start a theater company and uh, so I you know got myself together and did a lot of auditions here and I'm really a character actress and uh, I was only 22 or something Mm -hmm. right so I would go to the auditions and get called back and it'd be me and the same two actresses (laughs) (laughs) all the time and they were really 40 and I was trying to play a 40 year old and um, so ultimately they kept getting the parts and, and I was like wow I just you know I can't quite make it. I did a couple commercials and stuff like that. Um, and I had done a lot of theater in Detroit, but, uh, it wasn't. So then I got a job waitressing at a a venue called Yvette. Do you remember Yvette? Yes, I do. Yes. (laughs) So, um, Bob John Gary, uh, I was, you know, just waiting tables there and there was a great pianist. There was a dueling piano venue that at eight o'clock the doors would fly open and the show would begin <laughs> it was really cabaret wow know? and um so i was hanging out with those guys and uh, they had a singing contest mm-hmm. uh, 
over a period of a month or two, and every Sunday afternoon, singers would come from all over and audition with these guys. Wow. And there was a panel of judges and stuff. Wow. Anyway, I tried to enter the contest. <laughs> and he's like, you can't enter the contest because you work here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like, Arg. I was so <laughs> mad. And um, the end of the contest, uh, he comes up to me and he said, you get up there sing now. Show them the waitress sings better than all of them. Wow. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I was so furious. And, and so that fueled my, I had no fear. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> that is funny. And sang, and um, I don't know really who won the contest. I can't remember, but um, Rick Kogan was in the audience. So oh, he was on the panel. Okay. And um, he was leaving the club, and he just said, oh, you're wasting your life as a waitress. Wow. <laughs> oh, earning my money as a waitress. <laughs> And so, you know, I was like, okay. And, uh, and I put together a little band with ads in the Chicago Reader and uh, got a gig at a blues bar and invited, wow. uh, well, I got a gig at a cabaret called uh, Boombala. Oh, I remember Boombala. As a matter of fact, <laughs> so, Phil Johnson's mother owned Boombala. Do you know Phil? Yes, yes. That is he hilarious. In, uh, California. in California now. Yes, he does. I, I didn't, wow. didn't his whole family perform there? Like yes, him and his okay. yes. <laughs> yeah. So I wow. wrote this note to Rick Hogan and I invited him, like, you know, my press release. I was, you know, even busy savvy back then. <laughs> yep, that's good. So I wrote personal notes and then I put a little bottle of champagne on his table and he, he came and, uh, you know, he, he said, oh, you know, you really can sing more than one song. So <laughs> no, he wrote a a beautiful article, and uh, oh. we've been friends ever since. So. How nice. That's so wonderful. But careers, really, and, you know, wow. it's weird. Well, it, you certainly should be a singer and not a waitress. I mean, you're wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> or actress. <laughs> or actress, yeah. 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 Well, that's great. So now, tell me how you became involved with the Chicago Cabaret Professionals. Uh, how did all of that go? Uh I remember, I can't even remember why we joined, but we were right there at the beginning and they were having meetings in people's houses on yeah. how to create a kind of a community organization or a membership community where we would be better together. Yes. Um, to help each other, like, pro, you know, promote each other's shows, kind of, you know, it was... It was based on the MAC, the Manhattan Association of Cabarets, yes. but it, it was more of a, um, this one was more community. So we would pay our little dues and mm-hmm. we would, um, you know, produce these group shows. Uh, and I think a lot of great things have happened since, yes. you know, since the in- inception of it, which was about 22 years ago. Yep, I think so too. Uh, as I was telling you, um, I was on the board of the organization years yeah. ago when Thank Suzanne you. Petrie was president, and, and I've watched it grow and been involved with uh, performances and so forth through the years. And I think it is just, it's a wonderful organization, and you are doing a spectacular job as president. Thank you. Tell us about some of the things that you've initiated, and we were talking a little bit about the website and, and the function of it. Um, yeah. Let us know a little bit about that. Well, the, web, the website kind of a thing is we had gone along with a website that was doing its function in many different categories, and we were paying for different services, like a mailing service and a, um, 
uh, a membership service and doing a lot of things by hand. And we thought there's got to be some programs now that have been mm-hmm. invented since we started. Yes. Um, but, you know, so we lifted, you know, all that material from <clears throat> whatever, 18 years. And I, about three years ago, we merged over to a whole new website. And, and um, we also, um, though our mission statement is still the same to promote the art of cabaret, um, it it is we are more functioning now as a not-for-profit um, with uh, different granting organizations and, and and that kind of thing and we have a presence now as mm-hmm. a, a not-for-profit in the city whereas before I feel like we were kind of a performing arts organization yes and um, yeah yeah so that's that's great. one of my initiatives that I wanted us to function as a real a real not-for-profit and um, set some goals and outreach programs and education. I mean, you're on the education committee, Mm -hmm. so thank you for that. Absolutely. We always have to, you know, you and I were talking before the podcast started about how the business is always changing and the, uh, you have to keep up to date on this. So if you went to college for some kind of, you know, business, it's going to be like, yeah, it's not going to be even <laughs> up to date, right? Yeah. That's Updated right. On everything. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So now, for pe- listeners that might be hearing you today, uh-huh. talk a little bit about what cabaret is. A lot of people are just a little unsure about exactly what that means. Yeah. Everyone has their own definition, mm-hmm. uh, and we we have tried to hone it for those who are experiencing it for the first time. Um, so it's an ancient art form. It's like a couple hundred years old, and um, well, I'd say over a hundred years old. It started really in Paris. There's a, uh, cabarets where artists would be not. Perf- I mean, they would be performing whatever in whatever format they wanted to. It could be, um, you know, kind of like drag, it could be storytelling, it could be um, any kind of um, art form that a comedy, mm-hmm. it's all this kind of, um, uh, it's a variety show, mm-hmm. really, of, <laughs> of genres, yes. but what it does is it reaches through the fourth wall, so in, in theater we have like, you know, we make believe the audience isn't really there, we don't yes. talk directly to them. And um, we perform a show, even though we're very aware there's a, a live audience there. But in cabaret, you kind of break through that fourth wall, and, and uh, there is a direct connection from the performer mm-hmm. to to the audience member. So, you know, some people have described it to me as very old school. You know, I don't know if that resonates with you, but it does with me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, like, Joe Williams and mm-hmm. Nancy Wilson. These people were... Um, jazz singers but when they got on the stage and they shared a story of their life and how they relate to this song or they made you laugh it it's it personalizes the song for you Mm -hmm. and so um they were really doing what we call you know cabaret letting us into their life yes yeah i i absolutely agree um i think they were doing cabaret um i think cabaret um reaches into all genres. If you go to see any of the major performing artists of today, 
-hmm. and they'll come out and do, they'll do their big hits and you know they do all of these different things and then the lights go down and boom and the spots the pin spots on their face and they're telling you a story about something yes and then they yeah. go into a song that is cabaret also you know the show right. doesn't may not start right. off as cabaret but there but there's that cabaret moment so i think right. you know it's great for people to get an understanding and particularly for singers to get an understanding that they too can be doing cabaret and probably are doing cabaret and aren't even really aware of it. Right. And they're not calling it that, you know, right. for they're not calling being associated with a theater, you know, right. German theater. <laughs> right. 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 It's, it's, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting term, uh, that I think mm -hmm. certainly has evolved over the years and continues to evolve. And, and I think an organization like Chicago Cabaret Professionals is helping it to evolve into something that, you know, is, is, a, is a, a bigger concept and something that everyone can, can really relate to. Right. I, I think if you, you know, I, I, I put it like this to the city when I was meeting with them quite a bit for these um, different programs they've been having the last few years, the Year of Chicago Music and that stuff. I, you know, that everyone on their playlist of songs, you know, you have like jazz, you have hip hop, you have mm -hmm. uh, blues, you have, you know, some mm -hmm. Broadway maybe, but all of that mix, like most people I know like different kinds of music. Sure. And, um, and so really that's all we're saying that the it can, cabaret can definitely be any of those That's things. That's right. You know? It can encompass everything. It's great. Mm -hmm. So now tell me, um, Chicago Cabaret Professionals, do you have to live in Chicago to be a member? No, we have, we have members that live in New York and Florida Yay. all kinds of stuff. So. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so for singers out there who are not living in Chicago, um, rest assured that you can become a member of the Chicago Cabaret Professionals. It's very affordable. It's, it's fun. It's interesting. There's a wonderful website that you can post your things on, um, your shows. Yeah, a, there's a lot of benefits, I think, that, you know, are obvious to us because you and I have been members for a long mm -hmm. time. But, but yeah, I'll, I'll name some of them. Like, okay. you can email a fan list of 1700 if you're doing a show in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So, like, for $35 a year, that would be worth it, you Absolutely. know, to fill up your seats. Um, yep. And they're already cabaret fans. And then yep. we have a social media team that um, has been uh, taking over that uh, for us, and they're getting to know our members and stuff. And so they post on all the channels and growing that. Um, we have online shows, and so uh, even people from out of town have been able to perform mm -hmm. in those online shows mm -hmm. uh, and then you know you can put your show up on the website so that uh, other booking agents can hire you mm -hmm. um, and we have group shows and all kinds of stuff education mm -hmm. things that are also online and uh, and free to members or minimal yeah. charge yeah so, you can also put your cds on, yeah, on the website CDs, for sale right? yeah so a for lot sale. of really really good benefits and for 35 dollars a year i mean you can't you know <laughs> can't beat it <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And if you're touring and you are touring through Chicago, what, what a nice way to let people know about what you're doing, let them know about yourself and get some, some fannies in your seats. So that's good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Anne, thank you so very much. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us about the Chicago um, Cabaret Professionals or about yourself? Tell us a little about your wonderful husband, Mark. <laughs> Mark just came in from... <laughs> 
playing tennis. And he's ah, <laughs> hi, Mark. In Florida, just um, <laughs> just for a month and um, enjoying ourselves and playing gigs too, because nice. Florida is kind of open and you can yep. play outside here. Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing I'm working on is a new album, nice. and uh, we <clears throat> during COVID, I. It was last December. No, so it was 2020, 2020. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I woke up out of a dream and I, I said, oh my gosh, I know what we have to do. <clears throat> we have to record because uh, all these guys who are normally on tour, yep, aren't we never on get tour. To, you know, get that perfect band. Yep. We can get them now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so we, uh, I realized in the studio it would be safe. Because the bass player's in the booth, mm-hmm. the drummer's in the booth, mm-hmm. Mark and I are in the piano room, yeah. you know, the guitar can lay over his stuff, we'll leave some yeah. space for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So we went in there December 2020 and just recorded this, the uh, tracks uh, all day long. And then we, uh, we've we been working on the vocals for years, it's being mastered right now. That's um, wonderful. arrangements. Wow, yeah. that's the wonderful. came from our, um, we did live streaming because we realized our, when COVID happened, we, we pivoted and learned how to do some live streaming shows. And yeah. we did a, a year and a half of those, we're still doing some, mm-hmm. um, to keep our audience engaged and yeah. to keep learning new material. And so people would ask us for requests and then we would you know, mold the song to our <clears throat> liking and create the arrangements. So the mm-hmm. album will kind of reflect that. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. <laughs> you guys really used the COVID period of time very well. You know, and that's, you know, that yeah. that's something, you know, we I was doing interviews uh, throughout that time. And, and yes, you know, sure. people's feelings varied about it. Some people thought, boy, this gives me time to do something that I've wanted to do for a long time and haven't had the yeah. time. Other people were wringing their hands not sure what to do. So, you know, everybody, you know, was, was on their own journey during that time, you know. So I'm glad to know that you guys really um, spent the time well and, and, you know, really did some things that you hadn't had the time to do before. Yeah. I don't know if it was intentional now that I look back, you're saying, oh, what a smart thing, what a smart business thing to do. But it was really to lift our spirits. Well, that's right. And uh, I think that's true for everyone. I, you know, I, yeah. I began this podcast during the pandemic, and, oh and it was gosh. for exactly that reason, to, to connect with other singers. Well, you're so lonely, right? Yeah, you're lonely <laughs> just to keep yourself moving forward, not to let yourself mm-hmm. just sort of sit in, in sadness mm-hmm. or dismay or whatever. You know, you keep it moving, keep it moving. And, yeah. uh, and, and as a result of that, we have all developed new skills, new fun things, and it's good. We're coming out of it smelling like roses, so it's good. Well, Greta, you you know, you have been in the business a long time, so have I, and I think about how many times we've had to pivot or readjust our careers. Absolutely. You know, readjust our focus. That's right. That's right. Um, um, many times, many times, <laughs> but, but this, this time was a little different. It was oh a little gosh, different, yeah. yeah, because you didn't have any alternative. You know, I, I certainly pivoted because, oh, this is not working. Let me try something else. But mm-hmm. this pandemic was just like, boom, a complete stop. And you had to pivot. You, you really had to be resourceful and creative, which is what we are. 
Yes, we are. <laughs> we can reinvent ourselves multiple yes. times. Apparently, we have more than nine lives. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Well, Anne, thank you so very much for being with us thank today. You. This has been a delight to talk with you, and uh, we will we will see you soon. I actually am in Florida myself, so maybe we'll be able to connect here. That would be wonderful. I hope so. Well, I would love to come see you perform. And yes. so if you're, you know, when you are doing that, let yes. me know. I'll drive over. I certainly and... will. And you do the same and I will come and see you guys. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So and thank you. Bye-bye. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. Singers. Have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's performance ear training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berklee College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live. Classes are offered online. Visit donmixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.